I got into somatic experiencing really through a blessing and it weaves together quite perfectly with acupuncture and the, the physical, the body work, because it helps us learn how to listen to our bodies um, at that cellular wiring behind the scenes. And the idea behind it is that, is that we're working on all of the past tendencies and traumas that we have accumulated through life and the way that each of our nervous systems is wired uniquely. And we are becoming astute listeners to the inside world of what's going on on a felt sense so that we can hopefully through this awareness, through this, this yeah, awareness, just create change. Welcome to Ritual by Sageborn, where we discuss daily practices for naturally vibrant skin and overall well-being. My guest today is Katie Cook Bretson. Katie has a master's degree from the Academy of Five Element Acupuncture in acupuncture and Chinese herbal medicine. In addition to this education, she also has studied several modalities of healing to include somatic experiencing, structural integration, movement education, pregnancy massage, labor support, and nutrition, to name a few. In 2017, she, along with Dr. Holcomb Johnston, opened Enso Natural Medicine. Today, we discuss Chinese herbal medicine and dive deep into somatic experiencing. Here's my conversation with Katie. Hi, Katie. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Thank you. Butterflies. Yes, I know the nerves, right? I'm so glad you're here. And thank you so much for your time and for, um, you know, being on this episode with me. I'm really excited to connect with you and talk with you and learn more about your background and your journey into wellness and all the great modalities that you, that you do and that you offer. It's so, so cool. And so I'm excited to learn more about Katie today, which is so cool. Thank you. I'm honored to be here with you. Yay. So Katie, I guess let's start out by just talking about, um, kind of how you got into wellness. I know you started as a massage therapist, but how did you decide to even start with that as a, as you know, I guess your journey into wellness? Yeah, absolutely. As many people do, uh, I had one of the um, symptoms myself at a really young age that landed me in the hospital for on and off for a year. Um, mm. And then I spent over two weeks in the hospital and not knowing uh, what any diagnosis was. I came out on really heavy antibiotics and pretty sedated. And at that time I worked at a gear shop at a, um, at a bike shop in Washington state. And several of my friends were pro athletes and all in the, the alternative and complementary world. And and so I got to have my very first uh, healing journey at the very young age of 17. And wow. so I went into nutrition, imagining that someday I would be a, probably a naturopath, but, um, okay. but at that age, you never know. And so yeah. in short, I, I went into nutrition and I worked at our hospital here in Montana and, and I, I just saw so much that that the hospital and the Western modality is not about healing as much as it is about sick care. And, mm-hmm. and we're really, really good at the acute trauma and, and getting people repaired, but actually making people well is not something we do very well. So 
So I used that as my first little, this is the wrong direction. And then I pulled back and went to massage school because uh, I knew that I wanted to help people from a really foundational place of how do I feel better in my body? How do I actually heal? And so I thought massage was going to be a stepping stone and it was a 10 year long step, stepping stone of several classes in many, many different modalities. Uh, I studied mostly structural integration and postural assessment and chronic pain and movement and and exercises. And I actually just went through my, my CE box the other day, looking for an article and I'm like, God, I've taken so many great classes and it's yeah. so fun. So, so I did that. And then I paralleled that actually, ironically with, uh, with pregnancy work. So I was a doula and did a lot of pregnancy massage and I landed my very first job out of school back up at the hospital, because I really do want to bridge the gap of Western, mm-hmm. um, Western modalities and, and thought into this complementary alternative or now in my world, Eastern medicine. Um, yeah. And, and so I was there for three years and it was really great to be able to do such a, a progressive thing in a, in a small Montana hospital. Yeah. Uh, I learned a lot and I worked with a lot of great clients and I, I went and worked in every department uh, down in labor and delivery and uh, the cancer center and I worked with hospice and it was really a cool experience. So I bet. And so when you were 17 and you were having some health problems at that time, did you seek out like a nutrition coach? Did you go get a massage? Did you, you know, cause you're 17, right? You're probably yeah. like, right. A senior in high school, maybe right out of high school. Yeah. What, what did you, what did you do for your own healing during that time? Yeah, I had a lot of a lot of stuff to get through. Um, I ended up seeing a naturopath and a kinesiologist um, and a chiropractor, and and I did get some body work a little bit in there, but yeah. but it was mostly just healing my gut. I had had a um, a bacterial infection that had festered and and had a a pretty big infection in my whole entire system. So oh, it took several years of, of different alternative diets and I had candida and, you know, the whole, okay. probably what would be SIBO now. Um, yeah. Right. And, and went through a pretty extensive healing process just in my own journey and learning how to eat and eliminated a lot of foods. And, wow. and it was such a cool and educational experience looking back on it, but pretty miserable as a pent up 17 year old who wants to get out and ride her bike and go play. So, right. I mean, that's, I mean, that's just fascinating that you at that age were diving into wellness already. And then, you know, then it just kind of stayed with you and it's always kind of stayed with you through your life. And then you decided like, at what age did you go to massage school then? How many years later was that? It all happened pretty quick. Um, I would say that the seed was planted mostly because I was working at that gear shop and got to work alongside some really high level professional athletes. And then one of my very dear friends still today, uh, her name is Kate Bronstein. Do a little shout out to one of my best mentors and friends. Um, They all embodied this, this really gorgeous, like definition of health. They were, they were active. They were active in their community. They were all, exceptional athletes. And so, so I just started there. Um, and then I decided that I wanted to work with athletes because they were so inspiring. So I went into, I was doing my undergraduate at that time. I was actually doing high school and college. And so I started nutrition then and continued for the next I think, three years. And I actually didn't quite finish my nutrition degree because I was just pretty overworking at the hospital at that moment. So yeah. 
I went into massage school when I was 21. Wow. So pretty young. Yeah. Wow. That's so great. And then did you, when you were done with massage school, did you start your own private practice at that time? No, then I jumped into the hospital setting again. So I was there for another three years. And then I started my private practice when I was, oh gosh, mid twenties, 25 or six. I honestly don't remember. Um, yeah. And it felt, felt a little ballsy at the time, but yeah. Oh my gosh. That's it, it awesome. all lined up so, so well. And I feel pretty honored that I had such a good go of it. Um, several yeah. years into it, I ended up being busier than I could handle and ended up bringing on uh, a bunch of, not a bunch, but I think I had three, four people that I mentored, um, just directly oh. and help them build their practices. And we all work together and I still work with one of them, two of them today. So, Oh, that's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. So you, from there, then you decided you wanted to dive deeper into, health and wellness. And that's when you decided to go to acupuncture school. Yeah. So after a decade of working with people at a really beautiful and intimate level, I realized that there's more, there's, there's more to health than just the physical, you know, we tend to live in our physical pain and then our, our physical symptoms of, of, of imbalances. And so I ended up going to acupuncture school after contemplating quite a few modalities. I thought about PT school. I thought about chiropractic. I thought about naturopathic. Um, and acupuncture was, was just a really uh, easy choice in that it goes into the underlying bigger reasons of why we are imbalanced in health rather than treating the symptoms. Uh, and I specifically chose a modality. Um, it's called the five element uh, modality that's more in the classical teachings that is a constitutional type of acupuncture. So it goes into understanding how each of our uniquenesses can flourish and then how each of our uniquenesses can also take us down. So what what about us as a constitution, as a human in our own experience um, can help heal ourselves rather than we've even taken acupuncture in our Western world today and, and kind of looked at it through a Western lens of diagnose, prescribe, diagnose, prescribe. And this goes even beyond that. And it's like, who are you? And, and how can we get you better from that foundational place of strength? So if we really build up the, your capacity to heal, um, symptoms become less challenging to overcome. Right. Oh, that's so cool. And you, I love how you then combine, you know, you combine the massage with the acupuncture. Um, I've been very lucky to have treatments from you and it's just really magical. I mean, it just kind of brings it all together and it's, it's cool that you can do a little bit of both in there. And obviously you can do many other things, which we're going to talk about some other, um, trainings that you've had, but, um, so you find that the acupuncture really brings in this mo mostly like kind of not just the physical side, like you said, but it's the emotional and the spiritual side as well. And just kind of getting, you know, like you said, who are you and focusing on, you know, your own truth and staying true to who that person is and helping them maybe find who that is again, in a way, like sometimes I think people feel kind of lost and they don't know why. And maybe it's because of an injury or grief or can be many different things, but it's, it does feel like, you know, having an acupuncture session does feel like, okay, you're kind of bringing things into, into check and into balance for sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's usually quite complex. You know, it's, we usually yeah. have a physical injury and an emotional thing and a, yeah. and maybe a spiritual thing. Um, and, and so everything really needs to come together in alignment. So it's, it's working on all levels of being human, not just the yeah. physical, not just the, not just the symptoms in systems, not just mental or emotional or spiritual. It brings it all together, which is, mm-hmm. it really is one of the only modalities in our world that that brings everything as equal parts. And so, yeah. and where did you go to mass or not massage school, but acupuncture school? Yeah, I, I fought it as hard as I possibly could. I looked at every school that I thought would be a great idea. And I went and visited schools in Seattle and Boulder and one in Canada. And, and I knew that I needed to go to this school in Florida, but I did not want to move to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Pacific Northwest. I just, right. It was a really hard decision to go to Florida, uh, but the school was the right fit. It was a wow. really great. Okay. And how long was it? It's a three-year program. Uh, and it's, year round. So I was back and forth for the first two years. And then I lived there for the last year of clinicals. So wow. okay. all in all, it's, it's, it was a really great uh, system to be able to still practice. So I was able to practice on and off every other month back in oh, That's great. With my husband and still maintain yeah. life here. Yeah, that's great. Oh my gosh. Cause I had to have been a, I mean, moving from Montana to Florida. I mean, that's a huge a huge move and takes a lot of courage and, um, so good for you for, for finding the right school and, and taking that leap because it's not easy when we have life and husbands and spouses and children and all these different things, but that's really cool that you really felt like this, you know, you really wanted to kind of dive deeper and you knew that there was more than just the physical body. And I think that's really cool. It's really neat. Yeah. Really cool. Um, so tell me a little bit about your schooling. So, Obviously it was the five element acupuncture. And then you also had some, some training there in Chinese herbal medicine as well. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, tell so me had, about that. We had both. Um, and they really complement each other nicely. So herbal medicine is, is kind of an older form of Chinese medicine. It's been used for thousands of years and, and it's quite a bit different, uh, than our Western medicine perspective in that it, it uses more potent parts of the plant and it's really quite specific. So our Western medicine, we look at, you know, chamomile, for example, and mm-hmm. chamomile is really good at relaxing and helping ease tension and helping with inflammation, but it's not really targeted and specific. So Chinese medicine or Chinese herbs are really specific to which organ system they go to. They have a quality, are they hot? Are they cold? Are they dry? Are they damp? Um, and so they really do very specific things in the body. And then they also create, um, a synergistic effect by working with each other. So very, there's almost no formulas or no, no instances in which I would use just one herb. It's always um, multiple herbs to be able to work on a symptom or a pattern that's quite specific. So, um, okay. Give me an example of a, you know, a symptom maybe that somebody has had or, and where you've seen that the Chinese herbal medicine has really helped them. Yeah, totally. So there's two different approaches that I usually look at. Is it an acute thing or is it a constitutional thing? So for the acute stuff, it's quite easy to be like, okay, if I have a viral symptom uh, that, you know, I've worked with helping people even in the last year and a half get through COVID symptoms and not treating COVID specifically, but really helping with the symptoms associated with. Mm-hmm. And so the, the phases of, of any viral um, 
are the first it's on the surface. It's the like, I don't want to get sick. I don't want this virus to get inside of me. So we really work on our defensive chi is what we call it, our way chi, which is just our immune system. So how well can we bolster that immune system to help keep pathogens out? And then once they get in, what's, what is the, the quality of it like? Is it hot? Is it cold? Do I have body aches or fevers and chills? Do I have a headache? Do I have a sore throat? Does it go to my chest? You know, it's every single virus seems to be a little different for every single person. So, you know, it's like, what is the landscape of our person and this virus relationship? They're always pretty unique. So treating the exact symptoms, we can actually help pull, um, uh, not pull, but work on getting that virus to be able to lessen the severity. Um, So at any stage. And so whether it's in the acute or moving towards the chronic or the long-term phase, uh, we can work on the like recovery of through really specific formulas. So as an example, I have probably, I don't know, 20 to 30 herbal formulas just for viruses downstairs. um, Wow. And so it's really quite specific exactly where it's at. Okay. And then the other side of it is more constitutional. So how are each of us doing in our unique constitution in the the moment in time of life, in the age and the season um, and in our own strengths and weaknesses. And so we can really create formulas that are quite specific to supporting the health, the underlying health of each of our constitutions um, through herbal medicine. And, And it's always kind of changing. It's never, you know, health is not static. So, so we can kind of change and, and really get a pretty specific formula for the moment, but then it's always going to be changing just with life. Uh, and something I was going to mention is, is that uh, adaptogens that we have coined in our Western world are a lot of what Chinese herbs are. So what we're doing is we're just strengthening the underlying system to be able to be more resilient to stress. So the less stress our body is on, the more we have capacity. I see. Okay. So do you find that, um, you know, clients will book with you just to get your, your advice on an herbal medicine path, or does it all kind of go together? Like maybe they do acupuncture and then you, after you've done the session with them, then you recommend these herbs that will kind of support them moving forward or how would that work to kind of get into herbal medicine? If someone was interested, how do they even get started? Yeah, it's really daunting to get into it on your own. It's it's a quite a big yeah. system of medicine. Yes. Um, so I, I work with people either on an individual level with acupuncture, or I also do just herbal consults, um, especially okay. this last year and a half. It's been really great. We can do herbal consults over the phone or over Zoom right. and, and be able to have that kind of everyday medicine. So it complements everybody's rituals that they have in their own self-care. So it's, it's just one more layer of how do I take care of myself at home on a daily basis? Right. So depending on what they have going on, or maybe someone just wants, maybe someone doesn't have necessarily a virus or a sickness, but maybe they just want to have some herbal medicine to support their current state. Do you also, you also kind of work with them on that too? Yeah. Okay. That's that's usually the most fun because everybody's I've never really worked with anybody who's not working on something. And yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> and even, even then the people that I've worked with who are doing incredible in their health, 
that's where we get to actually explore the unknown. You know, it's like, how do we, how do we actually get a little bit more resilient or really finely tune our health uh, so that we can approach our lives at an even higher level of consciousness and, and health and capacity um, to change the world in our own unique ways. That's so cool. And do you have an example of, of someone that you've seen, you know, the herbal medicine really work for them? Maybe it isn't with a virus, but maybe it's something else like emotionally, um, where you've seen, um, it really helped them. Yeah. Um, in so many different walks, the first one that's coming to mind, well, first two that are coming to mind are more hormone balancing work. So a fertility client just getting pregnant, which was just such a, a gift to be able to help walk mm-hmm. somebody through the, the process of getting pregnant after a, a pretty big struggle. Um, and just such a, a contrast to their Western experience. Right. And then, and then a gal who's going through menopause and just, you know, the, uh-huh. all of the symptoms associated with it's we women have a hard job of, you know, through our entire life, we're either trying to get pregnant or not trying to get pregnant or right. our bodies are phasing out of that. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> it's, it's kind of brutal for a lot of people, at least yeah. one step along the way. And it doesn't have to be. Right. And it all does kind of go together. This acupuncture, the herbal medicine, the massage, the naturopathic services at Enzo, it all is just so cool that you guys have it all there. Um, so Okay. So that, that definitely, is there anything else you want to touch on with herbal medicine that you feel like, um, would be helpful for the listeners? Um, I think it's really cool. I guess I didn't really realize that, that you could just do an herbal consult. I think that's so cool that you offer it because I always thought you had to go directly through a naturopathic doctor for any of that. And that this is such a great service that, that you can offer Katie. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's just a lot of education and background. So, so I tend to do a lot of herbal medicine and then also Western supplementation, uh, cause there's, there are so many aspects of, of how to help support health from that underlying bio biochemical perspective and herbs are just one really great way. Oh my gosh. So cool. Did you, was your training, um, did you do like a year and a half of acupuncture training, then there was a year and a half of Chinese herbal medicine, or was it all kind of together within that three-year time yeah, frame? It was, it was blended together, and um, and most of the teachers, and most of the teachers that I still take classes from, are teaching with the two modalities in mind. So there's always the acupuncture perspective and the herbal medicine perspective that is woven together. Wow. That's so cool. I love it. And so tell me, you're also going through training for this somatic experiencing. Tell me about that. This sounds really cool. It is so cool. Yeah. So neat. It is somatic experiencing for, for the people that don't know really simply, it is how our body speaks to us. So how do we listen at that really subtle layer of what our nervous system is, is doing, what's it saying? Um, so I got into somatic experiencing really through a blessing and it weaves together quite perfectly with acupuncture and the, the physical, the body work, because it helps us learn how to listen to our bodies um, at that cellular wiring behind the scenes. And the idea behind it is that, is that we're, 
working on all of the past tendencies and traumas that we have accumulated through life and the way that each of our nervous systems is wired uniquely. And we are becoming astute listeners to the inside world of what's going on on a felt sense so that we can hopefully through this awareness, through this, this, um, yeah, awareness, just create change. And it's so subtle and so, so beautiful, but learning how we all resonate and learning how to really weave our, our consciousness around each of those tendencies and all the way through each of our cells, it, it really brings the language um, quite forward to be able to make positive change so that somebody can take it home and work on it. You know, I, it's, it's really lovely to, to work on things in the treatment room, but I'm always like, how do you, how do I empower people yeah. to go home and work on things? That is so cool. So yeah. walk me through what, what a session of somatic experiencing would look like. Absolutely. Yeah. Like so you can, you can make up an example or um, of someone that would come to potentially see you or whatever, however you want to describe it, but it sounds so neat. Yeah. Maybe we should even just do a moment. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? It's really done practically. So yeah. it's just becoming aware of our internal world. So maybe even sit back in your chair and just notice anywhere in your body that feels a little bit more grounded in this moment. So something that you have some awareness of in your body. And if you can, let me know what that is. Hmm. I would say that my heart is beating a little bit faster than normal, probably because I'm like really excited and also a little nervous to do the podcast. <laughs> so I would that's say I can good. feel it in my chest. Yeah. So that's a little bit more of the arousal state. That's the more parasympathetic mm -hmm. or sorry, sympathetic mm -hmm. um, arousal state in our bodies. And so learning to listen to that heartbeat and that excitement, sometimes it can go into that really anxious place. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it can be actually quite engaging and enlivening. And so maybe just sit with that heartbeat for a moment and notice how it changes in your body. Mm -hmm. And I'll do it with you. As I as I sit with mine, because I can totally relate. I'm a little fluttery mm -hmm. right now. <laughs> I know. I notice the other little tensions in my body, but my heart actually starts to settle, especially with my hand on it. Mm -hmm. And so even noticing how things settle, it's almost like slowing them down. So we're watching things in present moment, you know, so, yeah. so we're becoming more the observer and the listener of our system rather than overriding. So right. you and I both were, we're just excited and talking faster a minute ago and go, go, yeah. go. Yeah. And we, we tend to just run through our body's symptoms. Right. We're in that, that sympathetic state often. And so just bringing it back so that we can be more, and it's not about being in parasympathetic, super blissed mm -hmm. out all the time. It's right. being able to understand where that, uh, that wave of capacity can, mm -hmm. can be. So, you know, something arouses us and then we can settle and then something arouses us and then we can settle. Right. And so in those stress moments, those arousal states, we don't have to get stuck there. You know, that's where anxiety right. happens. That's where chronic um, emotional tendencies happen or even in the flat state. So we can also get in that really stuck freeze state where we're totally paralyzed to life and we're numb and we can't feel and our blood doesn't flow. And so what this is doing on us on a 
organ level, on an emotional level, on a cellular level, everything is tuned together. Um, and it's all behind the scenes. It's all the unconscious of what's wow. going on um, at any given moment. Yeah. And so, you know, people will come in and tell me, oh, I carry my tension in my shoulders or I have this gut thing. And, mm-hmm. and it's oftentimes you can massage all day long and you're not going to make that much progress. But if we can work behind the scenes and the awareness of to help unwind, uh, I often liken it to, it's like NASA and hanging out in Houston, we have the control panel to the entire spaceship and we're the spaceship. Our body is the spaceship. Yeah. And so it's this subtle behind the scenes, totally unconscious. NASA's down there turning the volume up, turning the volume down, really finally attuning what the spaceship is doing. And, and that is what the nervous system is behind the scenes, you know, controlling. So if we can start to have more introspection or just listening to our body simply, mm-hmm we can learn how to have more, more control, more awareness and, and be more regulated. We're not constantly overriding ourselves. So, right. so have to either stimulate or I'm tired or I'm in pain or. Right. Yeah. And I love, you know, you saying like, it's just, it's about bringing awareness to those feelings and those sensations. And I think, um, a lot of times, we tend to worry once we have a sensation and think, oh gosh, this is, what does this mean? Does this mean that I'm have anxiety now? And does this mean, you know, and we go into this worry state instead of maybe just sitting with it for a bit and noticing, cause even when you had me then sit with it again, it, it had slowed down. It was mm-hmm. like, it wasn't as rapid as it was when we first did the little exercise. So it is knowing too, that it's okay to have these different emotions come up or different sensations. And I think it's, it's, I always say like this too shall pass, right? It may take some work, but if we can be aware of it and just conscious of it and, you know, you know, control even through breath work and different things that can eventually then calm down. And, and so when we are in a situation where we feel that rapid heart rate come up again, then maybe the next time we're in that situation, then we can know like, okay, I'm okay. Everything's going to be all right. I just, all right. You know, just try to bring ourselves down to earth a little bit more. And, um, so do you, do you find like people with maybe that have had like some trauma in their lives or dealt with a lot of sadness or just an event that, um, has been really hard for them? Do you find that somatic experiencing is, is good for them? It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to not to be doomsday ever, but, but we all have our accumulation of traumas and, Mm -hmm. and in the, in that world, trauma is trauma is trauma is. And so everybody, everybody's trauma is relative in their body's experience. So Mm -hmm. whether it's a really big capital T trauma or a lowercase T trauma, our body often feels it as, as quite a similar experience. So how we're actually behind the scenes wired is, is not that different. Um, right. How far off, you know, like into the, the level of extreme, absolutely. Like people can definitely go really quite dark. And so working with that underlying system to help build a little bit of awareness, curiosity through curiosity uh, and then capacity right. is, right. It's, 
it's incremental and, and baby steps along the way, but, um, but yeah, it really is, is quite beautiful to watch someone unfold into their awareness. And, right. um, and we oftentimes just override and, and say, I'm okay. You know, it's, that's the, the, right. how are you? I'm okay. I'm good. Right. And, <laughs> really? No. How are you? <laughs> like, actually what's going on in your system? And so it's just teaching right. ourselves to take a, a look inward and become a friend to our system and listen rather than judge or try to change or, um, or try to criticize in any way, you know, so it's, it becomes a really, we're being kind to our, our internal environment rather than working against. Right. And then we might also notice like, Ooh, every time I'm in this sort of situation, I'm noticing these sensations appear in my body and I don't like the way that makes me feel. Yeah, so you pause right you there. Pause and also know, you know, we can't always avoid, we talk a lot on the podcast about avoidance, which we know that that isn't necessarily the right answer, but I guess if we're noticing again and again, that the same sensations appear in our bodies during certain times or, um, of uncomfortableness or whatever, we can then try to work through it with ease and grace and have an open heart and open mind to those situations instead of just fleeing from the situation or not paying attention to those sensations. Cause I do think that your body does speak to you. And if you, if you really take the time and pause and listen to your body, it, it really is your guide. It will tell you what's going on. And, and I think, um, the somatic experiencing is so cool because like you said, it's, it's tools for, you know, when you get home and how to work through these situations. Cause a lot of times we're in, when we're in these situations, our massage therapist isn't right there by our side or the acupuncturist isn't right really? there. We're on our own, man. So we got, you know, it's great to have tools on how to combat, you know, difficult times. Um, so so is that, that's, you're currently studying this, um, right now. Are you currently offering this as a, um, as a treatment option or you, do you kind of just work it in with your other treatments that you're offering, or are you still kind of studying this, um, modality? Uh, both. I, I definitely am blending it into treatments. Um, cool. and I'm doing a lot more a lot more time just sitting with, uh, rather than hands-on and, and the somatic work can be done in any capacity. So we could do it talking, we can do it on the table. Um, you can do it at any moment in time. So it's really a nice tool to be able to use anywhere. Uh, but yeah, I'm absolutely blending it in. Right. Even so I had a great example that was the, the infancy of this medicine. And, and I, I used it the other this summer with my little nephew, he's six years old and he's a rough and tumble six-year-old. He is like all boy. Yeah. And, and my brother, I love him to pieces, but he is even more all boy. Like uh-huh. they're, they're a tough little, little crew. Yeah. So, so my nephew, Will and I, he's six years old and he is rough and tumble. And he, he fell off of a, a fence and skinned his knee this summer. And and he tries to dust himself off really fast. And he's like, I'm okay. I'm okay. And I, I look at him and I was like, well, what if we just wait for it to stop hurting? 
And he looks at me like I just gave him the world. And he's like, oh, thanks. And we just paused for, it took maybe 15, 20 seconds. But rather than like jumping back up and being like, I'm okay, I'm okay, I can dust it off, I'm tough. I just was like, why don't we just sit in this for a moment and, and watch as the pain stops? You know, and and he just felt so heard and listened to in this really sweet and simple little moment in a six-year-old. And right. it's, it's such a cool example of like, what if we could do that to our system every time we have this moment of like, oh, or I hurt myself or I'm right. or And what if we could actually just watch that in our system and let it unfold naturally so that we react appropriately rather than react in an inappropriate approach emotion or stuff it down or, you know, make our system brace around it. Right. That's such a cool story. I'd love that. I know the the podcast that I just recorded was all about the power of the pause. Um, Mm -hmm. we just recorded it and it's basically speaking to this. It's, you know, understanding that pausing is okay. And it's really what you just said. I mean, it's just sitting with it for a second because I've found that every time we do we're, when we do pause and make that time, the situation is always so much better and our emotions are so much better. Yeah. It's just, and I think it's, it's a constant like work in progress on ourselves, right? Like noticing what triggers us, noticing sensations in our body, noticing thoughts in our minds, it all goes together. And if we can start to recognize these things, then the pauses become easier. I think. Yeah. So cool. So, you know, let's say somebody has had like a a traumatic, like car accident or something, and they, um, come to you for the somatic experiencing. Do you, what, I guess, kind of walk me through, like, how would a session, what would it look like? Would you talk to them like slowly kind of talk to them about the experience of this traumatic event in their lives or, um, and then try to work through sensations that appear in their body or how would something like that, what would that look like? Yeah. The really lovely thing about this medicine in acupuncture blending together is that the, the story doesn't actually matter. Um, and, okay. and that's offensive. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes when I'm like, I'm going to pause you in your story and we're going to go into what's like your experiences. So the car accident is just the, the story that happened. And then what happened in an individual system is unique to everybody. So many of us have been in car accidents and they yeah. they affect us all differently. So what is the what's the physical, what's the emotional, what's the um, nervous system felt sense and even bigger perspective. How do we, how do we be able to move through that uh, without, without holding on to those traumas, without holding on to those experiences as they become us, you know, we can, we can let them go. Right. So when someone is like, after they've had a session with you and let's say they're at home, and the thought of that car accident comes into their mind and they start to feel like they're tensing up and they start to feel, you know, stress, maybe some anxiety about the accident. How do you guide them? What, what can they do when they're at home to work through that, um, that, you know, 
I guess, all those emotions that are arising with the thought of, of that accident. Yeah. There's some really great tools. Uh, I'll list just a couple. One of them is to look around. So to get out of our body's experience, to orient to something that's easier in our system. So even right now I'm able to look out the window and I can notice the, the clouds in the sky and the, the trees sway in the, the wind. And just by noticing that my physiology changes. Um, and so even just pausing and taking that step back and, and essentially building more capacity in our system rather than going into the, the trauma more. So mm -hmm. the more that we can build resilience, the more that we can not necessarily override um, or bypass. A lot of people have that kind of, I don't want to bypass things, but it's the, the word that we're using is called titrate. So we look at things in really small bite-sized pieces. So if somebody's going into a really big state of anxiety or a really big state of pain, physical pain, emotional pain, uh, it's actually like, how do we shift gently and say, I'm going to wiggle my toes. I'm going to get out of, out of that. I'm going to bring some sensation into my body. That's pleasant. So I can rub my legs or, you know, give some mm -hmm. self-soothing like babies even do a self-soothe of sucking the thumb. Right. It's a really simple physiological. How do I bring myself back into a more comfortable place and then build that resilience, really grow that foundation. And then the next time I look at that painful incident or experience in my body, I have a little bit more to stand on so that I'm not crumbling underneath. You know, it's like really building a healthy foundation mm -hmm. first right. and then being able to look at it with more capacity. Right. I love that, you know, look around. Yeah. You're still like aware of your surroundings. You're still here, but it just kind of, I think changes the, your whole mindset, even just looking out a window um, and just then, you know, can bring awareness in different, different areas. And I think that's such a, a cool thing to, and it's an easy thing too. It's like, okay, just, you're noticing that you're starting to feel a little anxious or starting to think about that accident again, just, okay, just look around, see what's going on, take a moment. And it does kind of then pull you out of it for a second. You're still with it, but you're then, I guess, experiencing other other things that can kind of bring some calmness to your, to your senses. Absolutely. Yeah. We, yeah. we tend to want to be so negatively biased, you know, it's, yeah. it's like, we just jump from, I, I even, <laughs> every time somebody comes in and sits down, it's like, we just talk about the negatives. It's like this happened and right. this happened and this happened. And it's so like, like, I want you to think, can you help me? Help me. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we sitting? What, what's going so well? The fact that we're sitting here alive, having this conversation, right. is going right than not. Right. And you're here and you made an appointment and that is awesome. And you want to have good self-care and you've, um, yes, and really simply, you're alive and breathing. Like your body is more functioning than that. That is, that is such a good point. And I feel like that's kind of what I do. I go in to like even a massage therapist. Like I went and saw Christina last weekend and I just go in and be like, well, this and this and this and this, and, and you're right. It's like, but wait, I feel great. My legs feel strong, whatever. I think you're right. It's like the, if we can focus always when we're focusing more on the, the positive, it always seems to be in our favor. Yeah. And, the more and we right. focus on the negative, it, it really creates more negative. 
Yep, absolutely. It's, it's just, you know, it, it's a truth. And I, I think that's such a great way to look at it. Like what is going, let's talk about what's going well for you today. What's going well. You're here, you're breathing, you made the appointment You're, you know, you're, you've got a great marriage, whatever it is. I think that's such a cool way to look at things. And I feel like most providers, sometimes that's not necessarily the case. So I can really appreciate that. That's a really cool outlook. So thank you for, for wouldn't it be be so cool if our whole world could look at the positives a little bit more? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's kind of like why I don't even like watching the news. I don't even really watch the news. I don't. I mean, I tried watching it the other day because I was like, well, maybe I should know what's happening in the world, but it was so depressing and just, I just couldn't do it. I'm like, okay, let's, let's just listen to some music. Let's put on a record and, and see where that lands us. But this, this stuff is, is pretty heavy and can really, you know, tear you down a bit. I love those little news apps that are the like 10 minute downloads. So it's, it's literally you're titrating your news. It's right. I'm, gonna get, I'm informed and I'm aware and I'm, co- and I can make a decision to be engaged as much as I can, right. but only with a tiny, about a, a, a tiny bit of the negative, you know, not right. the, the long drawn out. Right. <laughs> I know. I found that it's, it's better to get any news from a comedian because I feel like <laughs> at least it's done in a <laughs> humorous way. I'm like, okay, I'm caught up on the week. Now I know what's, what's going on. You know, I love Bill Maher on Friday nights. Cause I'm like, I feel like he fills me in on what happened for the week and it's in a funny way. So I'm like, I can appreciate that. Or like Saturday night live. I mean, yep, or the onion it's, or the you. onion. I love the onion. If you haven't checked out the onion, you need to check out the onion. It is yep. so funny. It totally like makes me, my cheeks hurt from, from laughing. Onion. Um, great, great example. Um, well, that's so cool. Um, is there, is there anything else you want to chat about with somatic experiencing or any of the modalities that you're, that you can offer, or is there any other, anything else you want to kind of chat about in regards to that? Mm. I feel like there's one more little thing to get to expand on. I'm taking this, uh, really wonderful two-year immersion right now, um, with a very renowned uh, Chinese medicine professor that he was, he started his, his career in neurobiology. And then the last 40 years has been a Chinese medicine. I would give him a scholar. Uh, his name's Lonnie Jarrett. Many people in the, wow. the world know of him. And he has just been going into the bringing Chinese medicine into the 21st century in a Western perspective. How do we, uh, how do we, fulfill our purpose? How do we fulfill our destiny of, of being human, especially in such a hard time of, of life? Mm-hmm. Uh, many people are coming in just with that, I'm run down, I am overworked and um, emotionally exhausted. And so he is, he is giving this really beautiful perspective on how do I live from my heart and in my purpose and something mm-hmm. I want to quote him. Um, really three beautiful questions. Who am I? How should I live? And what is my purpose is, is the questions of the heart. So when we can move from that really beautiful heart place, we can become more of who we're meant to be while we're still living in a really hard world and actually be able to, um, to rise up and, and make the changes that we want to see rather than be over 
overrun by by all of the many challenges we're we're facing today. Oh, I love that. So who am I? What is my purpose? And what was the third? Who am I? How shall I live? How shall I live? And what is my purpose? And what is my purpose? I love that. That needs to be like on a sticky note on my mirror. Isn't it a beautiful quote? It's It's just like so beautiful. occasion of we all live in our own unique worlds and we're doing such great things, whether we're, you know, moms at home or working in the industry that we've chosen or, um, or even our passion projects and, and how do we rise up to be able to offer our best self through that without compromising ourselves, without just overriding and drinking coffee all day to get through it. And, you know, all of the the many stimulants or sedations to be able to, right. to override our body symptoms, but actually really truly unfold in our process um, yeah. authentically and with, with resilience. Wow. So, and, and you're I a new mom. Yeah. And you're, you're yeah. Katie is a new mom and you're going through all these trainings. Oh my gosh. And you own your own business. How are you maintaining great self-care? Oh, that's a great question. Um, at this moment, I feel like it's a lot being a new mom and Mm -hmm. business owner. Um, Mm -hmm. and really my practice is probably my, my, my savior. I, because when I get to practice with people, it's where I live in my heart's truth. Um, and then otherwise I would have to say I'm very boundaried on my rituals. I love that you have your rituals. I I actually use my little dice sitting in my my kitchen. Oh, that's great. That's (laughs) Um, great. Yeah, I'm very boundaried on my sleep, on my eating patterns, on my self-care, on my play. And I really, I personally need social connection. Um, I really find vibrancy through friends and then also through nature. So I spend a lot of time in nature and, yeah. and I really make all of this a very intentional part of my, my day to day so that I can show up being, being a really like level, easy, present mom and and holding a, a business that is much bigger than me. Man, um, and, so cool. and it's not to say I'm perfect. I am, I am the first to admit my faults, uh, uh, but in that we get to learn. That's so. right. Such an inspiration, Katie. Oh my gosh. I mean, new mom going through all these trainings, helping so many people in the community and beyond with the modalities you offer. And Enzo is such a beautiful place. And I am so grateful for your time today and for being here and sharing your expertise with, with all of our listeners and with me. And I just, I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun to catch up with you. Thank you so much. It was really fun. It was Uh, fun. We can do another one. I would love to. Yeah. I'm like, I would love to be able to teach people more. So I know, I know that to to share everything, all of the knowledge packed into this body and brain of mine, but it's, really when it's put to action, it's pretty cool. So cool. So yeah, cool. Thank you for the opportunity to hang out with you. Oh yes. Oh, my, yes. Always a joy to see you. And, um, thank you so much for your time and we'll, we'll be in touch. Wonderful. I look forward. Thanks. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to ritual by Sage Bourne. For daily inspiration, check out our ritual dice at sageborn.com and follow us at Sageborn Skincare. Thanks again. Until next time.